This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Cassie, owner of Beyond the Beard New York City and founder of nonprofit Her Chair His Hair. I was asked how many ways Schedulicity has changed and helped my business and my nonprofit over the years, and I cannot even begin to list all of them. But what I will say is that the love, the support, the community that Schedulicity and their team offers is the cherry on top of this already amazing booking and scheduling platform that they have created for our industry. I cannot even imagine where my business would be right now if I had not switched over to Schedulicity almost two and a half years ago. I look forward to the future and to whatever else they may build or add to their platform because so far it has helped me beyond words. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my bud, Tony. What's going on, homie? What's up, G? Oh, just another day in paradise, another brother. Another day in paradise. Hey, so um, we did a post a few days ago just kind of talking about, like, our story and and and, and kind of – it was kind of a tease of, of, of what's happening and what's going on. Well, you know, on, on November 14th, we have we have a lot of stuff to drop, and, and, and uh, we're hoping – the goal is to open up a conversation within the industry. Um, the goal is for uh, people to uh, share the video that we're going to be releasing and um you know i don't know i'm, I'm super i hate to say super excited because we always say super excited but but for real it's a pretty cool thing it's dude it is it's something that we've been talking about you know in, in, in those posts that that we're doing you know it does say you know you know you have permission to fall in love with the hair industry, right? Mm-hmm. Come join us and fall in love with the hair industry. We have so many incredible people in our industry are doing great things, giving great things, you know, really stepping up and, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to help each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a confirmation that, you know, it, we have incredible, incredible, incredible people. We do. I mean, our, our industry is amazing. And and I, I just, as as hairdistry or, you know, I am hairdistry, you know, that we, we want that tag to hang on because well, we want that tag to, to grow because it is about like the positiveness of the, and not, and I, I don't want to confuse it. It's not the positive that we're bringing. It's the positive that's available in our industry and for us to live in that positively. You know, I think so many times, like, I think it's science actually, but, uh, I, I failed that. <laughs> failed that. But, but, you know, we're attracted to the negative, right? Like, like if somebody says, man, I had a terrible day, our instinct isn't to say I had a great day, but your instinct is to go, well, I had a worse day. And then you start having competition, like who had the worst day. So, so that's our instinct and we get it. But, but like you said, we're kind of giving people permission to fall back in love 
love with the hair industry, to fall in love with the people in the industry, fall in love with the artists in the industry, fall in love with the hair that's being done. Just I, we, we really have a great opportunity here to, uh, to you know, I'll say it again, fall in love with the hair industry. Yeah, and you you know, when you said, I am hair to street, we want everybody to own hair to street. We want everybody to be a part of hair, hair to street. You know what I mean? We want uh, hair to street not to just be you and I. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It It's a community. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all of us. And without all of us, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be hard to uh, to keep this, you know, this elevated community. You know what I mean? Where we're trying to, you know, get everybody to love on each other, just to just to be kind, just to do what's right for each other, to, to give to each other, to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, help lift each other. And, uh, and if we can do that, dude, it, what a, an incredible, incredible place. I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I think, I think we have a very, you know, sometimes it takes, it, it takes what we know, you know, it took like, it took 2020, it took all that to kind of go, we can shake it up, but, but let's shake it up in the positive and let's just love on each other. You know, we can't be at the shows loving on each other. So let's do it as a community and the best place in the world to do it is through social media. So, you know, rah, rah. Yeah. And, and going back to our today's guest, you know, she's, uh, you know, on here giving, she's going to be dropping bombs and, mm-hmm. you know, giving back to the community. Uh, it, it's just, you know, it, it's just an incredible, incredible time. It is really an incredible time, and let's own it. Um, so our guest today is Misty Jane. Um, and, 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 you know, once again, one of the important things about 2020 that we realize is how vulnerable we are when it comes to, to money or not having enough money. Or I made, the, I made the, 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 the joke, and it's not really a joke, but just kind of observation that, that, you know, we were always told to save for a rainy day. And, you know, six months later, that rainy day is over. You know, now it's become like a storm or whatever. And I don't know if anybody was prepared. You know, because our rainy day before we've talked about it is three to six months of, of savings. Well, you know, we're beyond that three to six months of savings and in, in, in that. So, you know, I think the next conversation, the next responsible conversation that we need to have um, as an industry moving forward is is is, is money uh, security. Right. Hey, let's, uh, let's start with the jibber jabbering. And let's bring in the expert. <laughs> let's bring exactly another one of our quotes. We need the experts. We bring them on. So uh, again, today our, our guest is Misty Jane, and yeah, we're going to talk about money matters, and you know, we're going to try to uh, make a whole series of, of money matters. So um, you know, if 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 it's something that you need, you know, we'll have we're going to create a lot of content uh, uh, around this. But let, you're right. Let's bring her in, Misty Jane. Welcome back to your day off. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We didn't even we didn't even give you an earlier shout out. So this is the second time that you've appeared on the show. Um, the first time was about a year and a half ago. I think it was like yeah. March of 2019 or yep. so. Um, and you know we talked about it. And at that point, you had just started like a booth rental, if I if I remember correctly. Um, I think I was about a year in at that point. Yeah, and you were kind of like just giving us how 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 you did um, within a year, kind of gave us that experience, and you gave a little bit of your, of your foundation and stuff. So, if you want to get to know a little bit more about Misty, you know, go ahead and rewind back yeah. a few episodes, <laughs> uh, a few episodes, and look for Misty Jenner earlier one. But you know, today she's going to talk about and 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 help us uh help us uh money control, right? Hey, money matters. I I need that in my life uh, more now than ever. So sure. I am really uh, looking forward to what she has to say. No doubt. So, Misty, uh, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, thank you so much for coming back on. <laughs> and uh, so, has things changed for you since uh, March, or is it, uh, you know, the the what you had in place that you were living by? Are you 
sticking to those guns or did you pivot or, you know, rearrange or rework what you were doing? So yes, um, yes and no. So the nice part about this year for me is it showed me that my decisions the last five years were worth it. You know, when my husband and I decided it was time to get our financial shit together, never in the conversation was it, I'm going to lose my job. I'm a hairstylist. I'll always be able to work. So this year was that, oh my God, that might not be the case. Um, And it was scary, especially we got closed out here in Virginia for two months, I believe, I think a full two months. And, um, you know, at first it was very, it was scary. I mean, you just don't know where the money's going to come from if you even have the money. And that two months showed us that, you know, we had saved for three months of just in case I had saved in my business. You know, I had still had rent to pay those two months. And it showed me that all of the choices that I had made for the last five years set me up for this exact situation. So it was really nice to know that even now um, I stopped working behind the chair in September um, to pursue this education and to help stylists. And um, I would not have been able to do this if I would have never started this journey five years ago. Mm. So, so I think this year opened up the my eyes to what's going on in the industry and the fact that we just think that we're always going to be able to bring in money. Um, and I think it's really important to show that like you have to have a backup plan, you yeah. know, because you just don't know. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it definitely, this year has definitely um, uh, uh, revealed the vulnerabilities, you know, of, of the industry and not in, and that, and I'm not even saying that revealed you as a hairdresser, revealed you as, as, as a, as a person or as an entity, but how our entire, um, our entire uh, industry, um, that vulnerability, which, you know, coming up, we never. Yeah. It totally exposed us. Yeah, it totally mm-hmm. did. And, and we, uh, again, coming up, like, you know, like you said, like, you'll always have a job, you know, it's, 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 it's always a job that's in demand and, and all that, but that's, that's, uh, listen, we're, we're exposed. We are sunburned. You know? Yep. Yep. So it's what, scary. Not burn easy. Too. <laughs> I know. Look at you. Light skin. Um, so, so Misty, what, what, let's dive right in. Like, like if, 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 where do you start with your coaching and, 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 and well, first off, let me ask you this. I mean, you have a business uh, coaching um, community that you, that you have now, like, is this one of the first conversations or, or is this a conversation that you're having, you know, further down in your curriculum? Yeah. So it's funny because um, what I help with sounds really simple, um, but there's a lot more behind it. So essentially the number one thing is to know what's going on in your finances and actually pay attention and not just pay attention at the beginning, but pay attention throughout and really have a plan for where your money is going to go before it actually before you even receive it. Um, so the first conversation that I have with my clients is what is even, what is actually even going on? And a lot of people have no idea how much debt they actually have, or they have no idea how much money, if something, if shit were to hit the fan, they have no idea how much money they could even pull together to be able to still pay their rent and to be able to live. So the number one thing is to just see what is actually happening. So I always recommend um, the first thing that I go through with my coaching is um, like a money assessment, essentially, where you literally lay out, you pull up all your bills, all your loans, everything, and you write down, this is what I owe. Because for me, I woke up one day and I was $78,000 in debt. 
I had no idea. Wow. I knew we owed money, but we, I had no idea the extent of how much money was being owed. Um, another thing in the assessment is just figure out, are you spending more than you're actually bringing in? Because a lot of times, you know, you're using that credit card. So if you're bringing in, you know, three grand a month, but you're spending four grand a month, you're never going to get out of that hole. So that is the, essentially the number one thing that, that is discussed and the number one thing that we have to kind of dig into, um, because that it sounds so simple, but it literally is, is the key to finding financial freedom. Yeah. I think the money, I think that the, the, the numbers are easy. It's the psychology around the numbers. That's the tough part. Right. And how well, do we it's get funny you say that? Because a lot of people, the num- I think the numbers are easy. I've always been a numbers person. Um, but the number one thing that people say is they have no idea where their money is going. So it seems easy and there's so many apps out there that can make it easy, but people are not paying attention. You know, if you ask somebody, you know, how much did you spend on restaurants last month? You're going to get a lower number than what was actually spent unless somebody has actually sat down and, and added it up and actually saw how much, you know, they spent on this specific thing. I know for me, that was my turning point when I realized we were spending $600 a month drinking and going out to eat and felt broke all the time. How are we spending this monthly, but we're still stressed about money and it's keeping us up at night. So it seems simple, but really just having some, you just have to pay attention. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. That's crazy. I mean, 600 a month. That's what 7,200 a year. Oh yeah. Think about it. What do you do on Friday night? You go to Mexican, right? That's an easy 50 bucks. Saturday, a nice dinner, easy $100. Sunday, brunch, always. That's $200 just in a weekend, not including lunches during the week, coffees, whatever. That's $600 a month right there, you know? And that's that's the average weekend, you know? <laughs> wow, yeah, that's so crazy when you kind of break it down like that. And you've heard, yeah. It, do, you, do you provide like a template or something or something that we can organize our thoughts? Because, you know, just writing it down, because... You know, you've always heard, you know, you stop your Starbucks every day and you put it in, in, in a savings and over time you'll have this much in savings. But, you know, without organization, it, it's a whole lot easier said than done. Yes, I totally agree. So I ha- if, if somebody is looking for a way to actually see where they're at right now, they can actually go to my Instagram and I have a free money assessment spreadsheet. It is not a budgeting spreadsheet. It is literally to show you how much you're spending going out, or how much is going out and then how much is going in. So that right there can just open your eyes to see what's happening. As far as when you're ready to make a change, I'm big on budgeting apps. I really like Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar app because it's very simple. You can plug in what you're going to bring in and then you can just, it simply adds, um, you know, where you want to put your money ahead of time. And I recommend everybody do that the month before. So for example, you know, to budget in November last week would have been the perfect time. So yeah, the apps. I mean, some people are pen and paper people, but it's really nice to just have it on your phone. And when you spend money, just plug it in and then you can just see it. I took, I did the Dave Ramsey uh, Financial University and mm-hmm. put my whole family through it. Like we did it together as, you know, my kids, my uh, son-in-law, my wife, and we just sat down and it was like, I don't know, like a eight week program or something like that. But we would, we did it every 
uh, once a week uh, for the eight weeks. And it, it was huge, you know? Yeah. Um, it, yeah I, so everything that you're seeing right now, I'm on, I'm, I'm on board hundred percent. Hey, Misty, with the, with the every dollar app, is that something that you could share with your spouse? Is Absolutely. That- yes. So Did that is why I liked it so much. Right. So you both have the same login. And like, if I'm at the grocery store, it pops in there and then he can see it if he goes to the grocery store. So there's not that overlap of why well, I spent a hundred dollars at the grocery store today. Oh, well, I also spent a hundred dollars at the grocery store today. So yeah, so that is, that's the number one thing I liked about it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. What, um, I mean, you've kind of been through this and you started your business almost in, in the during, during this pandemic, what, um, what what concerns are your clients having or or what have been what have been the what's the conversation that you're having with your clients around this um well in a, the group coaching call yesterday one of the things we talked about was um fall is coming well fall is here and um we're starting to see salons being shut down again around the world so um yesterday we talked about you know i'm all about eliminating debt but I'm worried about what's going on and if it's going to happen again. Um, so we're talking about right now is, is still working towards paying off debt, but really thinking about putting money aside in a separate account and a harder to get to account um, in your business and in your personal life. And just for the next couple of months, maybe at like prioritize savings over debt payoff. And if, you know, things are great and we don't get shut down. Awesome. Then you can take that money and put it towards your debt, you know, in a couple months. Um, but as far as, you know, 2020, that that's, that's the biggest conversation right now is not, not feeling the stress if it happens again. Right. I, I got to tell you, my biggest fear isn't that we're shut down. My biggest fear is that um, this thing grows and our clients just decide not to come. Yeah. You know, because then we're then we're just I mean, honestly, it happened like at the beginning of March before the state we're in Maryland. So before the state of Maryland shut down, um, you know, there was a week there where like the, it was really bad. And like I went from a completely full book like I've had for years to like one or two clients that that that, that showed up. So, I mean, that's my bigger fear, because then there's no there's no help. There's no support. It's just, you know, right. you're, you're just out there, you know, almost feel like you're treading water, not even treading water, less than treading water. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's why it's really important. Um, if somebody's listening and you've never budgeted before, like I highly recommend it right now. Um, just because if that happens, you're going to be able to see what, where your money can go and where you can cut back and and still make it work. So if you're making, you know, 50% less than you're used to within your business, um, if you're budgeting, especially at home and your personal finances, you're going to be able to figure it out and make it work. You know, even if you have to get a little scrappy and, you know, sell some more products or whatever, um, you'll be able to visually see, okay, like, you know, maybe I, I do need to cut back here right now just for a couple months or, or whatnot. So I think budgeting and, and putting some money aside is just right now is more important than ever. So like, but back to Corey's like comment, you know what I mean? Those that, are, you know, Again, you, you know, you had three months of, uh, of preparedness saved up and then, you know, we were closed for three months. So, you know, um, all of a sudden you eat up through that that three months and then you go back and you're you are 50 percent or even less. How do you um, 
but all your bills and all your rent, everything goes back to normal, right? So it, it, it it's a hard, I guess, conversation to have to to be able to because um, you're not going to be able to put that three three months worth of saving back in the in the account, right? Right now, like Corey said, you're treading water. How do I mean? How do we find clarity or some, or find peace or find you know something in this chaos to to where we can hold on to and have, I guess you know, hope or you know what I mean? Right. Without feeling like we're going to drown. It's a hard one this year, you know, and everyone's situation is very different. I mean, we were lucky enough um, in our situation where we didn't have to touch the three months. It was just peace of mind, you know? So um, if you're a single mom who's a hairstylist, your situation is going to look a lot different than if you have a husband with a job, you know, where maybe you're just not going out to eat while you're shut down or not spending money or going on Amazon or whatever. Um, So I think that, I think it's difficult. I think, um, I wish I would have started this coaching a year ago. Sure. You know, um, I think that a year ago, nobody would have listened as much, (laughs) but it would have been, um, you know, much more helpful. Um, We're now, we're just, this year is just so fucked. You know, (laughs) so it's just like, um, so again, you know, I think it's just setting money aside and knowing where it's going so that if it happens, I mean, you know, you set the emergency fund aside not to be able to go shopping or be able to, you know, eat, go out to eat or whatever. Um, you set it aside for the peace of mind that if something pops up that you're that's unexpected, you can continue to live in a certain way with your income. So when your income stops, you know, and hopefully if that happens, I don't want to scare people because we don't have any idea what, what the future is going to hold. Um, but I just want you to have some kind of savings so that, you know, you have a little bit less stress, you know, again, like we can get scrappy. We did, you know, back in March, we sold products. We saw t-shirts. I mean, people, it was amazing to me what the industry did. It was so cool to see. Um, I mean, even down to selling shit around your house, like we can get scrappy if we really need to, but I think starting now and paying attention now will show what scrappy looks like if that were to happen. Yeah, that's all good. I've, 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 uh, I actually meant to do a post about it, but like, you know, like the swipe left, you know, like, like on the dating app, you know, you swipe left. So what I've been doing is, is, uh, I've gone through my emails and anybody that's asking me for money, I swipe left on. And I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of like, you know, sing a little song, like I'm swiping left, like I'm getting you out of my life, you know, like. like so you inspired <laughs> me. I unsubscribed to like all my favorite things after talking to you a couple of weeks ago because of that. I was like, that's so true. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's not as fun as swiping left though, Misty. You know? right? <laughs> you know? but, but it's amazing. It's amazing too, as I'm swiping left, how many times in a day people ask you for money, Right. And, 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 you know, I mean, we're recording this on election day, like even including the election stuff, you know, you get emails all the time saying, Hey, I'm looking for money, money here. And then like, you go to like all, you know, Under Armour's asking you, Hey, buy this or Reebok's asking you to buy this or, or, you know, whoever. So like, I'm just like, swipe left, swipe left. I should probably do a post about it. Swipe left, swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. you know, just, you know, get them out of my life until, you know, three hours later when they send me the email again. But, but anyways, it's, just, it's, it's, it's been, it's, I've made a joke and I've made a game out of it um, because, it, because it's kind of, it's kind of fun, but, but it's, 
it's true though. Like, like, you know, the first thing that we have to do is, is control spending, you know, and, and controlling, nothing happens without the controlling spending, you know, whether that's, you know, $600 a month on, um, on meals or whatever, but, you know, that's the first place we can and we're capable to do it. But then again, how I open this thing up, it becomes the psychology of that, you know, because, you know, we've also grown up as a retail happy society, right? And like, what what do they call it? Retail therapy, right? Like spend money for therapy. So, you know, that's, you know, how how do you break through that? And are are you coaching people to break through that or or what's that conversation? Yep. So spending triggers is a big one. Um, Emotional is the one we hear about the most. emotional and boredom. I know for me, it's boredom. Um, and the problem with that is when we're sad, we're mad, even if we're happy, we we're looking for that happy feeling. Um, so when you buy something, when you buy yourself a present, when you quote unquote, treat yourself, um, it releases dopamines just like anything else. So acknowledging that you're wanting to spend for those reasons. So you're acknowledging that I'm bored. I want to go to brunch or I'm bored. um, You know, I'm sad. I want to buy myself a new pair of shoes. Acknowledging that you're letting your emotions spend your money is huge. Because if you have no idea, you're like, I just want those shoes. Like, I'll just feel better. And then, you know, you put yourself in a more compromised um, financial situation because of that. You're going to have buyer's remorse. And that that good feeling is going to go away so quickly. Um, so just acknowledging it and and knowing that that you have control over your money and not letting your emotions control it is, is huge. Um, peer pressure is another one. I mean, I don't know how many times my friends ask me to do something. Of course I want to go do it. I mean, sure. you know, but maybe that thing is a weekend vacation that I really can't afford. So Um, When it comes to that, it's just being honest with yourself and being honest with your loved ones and communicating, you know, I have some goals and these aren't aligning with my goals right now, you know, and just kind of nipping it in the butt. And usually people are understanding. Um, So yeah, spending triggers are a big one. Hmm. That's a big conversation. There's a lot of shame around money too. You know, people get in a deep situation with debt, you know, um, and it, it, it hurts a little bit on the inside. You feel like you did something wrong. You feel like you really screwed up your life when it's not true. You know, majority of the people have some kind of debt. It's just trying to figure out how, how to control it and, and make your money. Yeah, I, I, and I think people are afraid to, to admit or talk about it, right. To, they feel like you said, a shame, right. So they're, they're afraid to, to, really to, to open themselves up to, to get help with it because they're, they're hiding it or, or whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's, I, that, that, that's the tough one, man. You know, that, that's the tough one. And you're absolutely right. And I kind of think, you know, not passing blame on it by any means, but, you know, you're right. It's a societal kind of thing. Like, you know, this, this is a failure, right? And that's in it, it 1000% feels like a failure. Um, you know, when, 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 when these things kind of happen, you know, just, it's, it's, um, yeah, that, that's a tough one. I wish, I wish there was more kind of information about that, or I wish we could kind of change the conversation, right? We could change the conversation to like, you know, we've talked on this podcast a million times that success doesn't happen. Um, success never, success happens because of failure. Right. right. And this is just, this is just an arm of that, you know, right. like, like, like you can be successful, but you know, you have to first acknowledge that, 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 that this was a setback. But a lot of times we, uh, you know, we don't, you know, people 
I'm the same people. It's, you know, I'll put myself in that category as well. Uh, we don't learn from it, right? We can, it, 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 it is an addiction or it, it is a habit. It is, you know, and, and if I don't uh, recognize it or acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. Right. And I'm, but I'm still in this crazy situation that I can't get out of. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It, it, we, we do live in a retail, a retail society, right? Yes. Like, yeah. And, and I remember being a kid and uh, when, you know, you see what other people have and you don't have it, you know, you, you feel there's something that, that hits you inside. You know what I mean? It's like, man, why, you know, how come I can't have that? But now we're in a society with credit cards and everything. We can have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so therefore we want to compete or we want to, you know, be able to look like everybody else or, or whatever the case may be and, and not, you know, do what, what's responsible, I guess. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, I, I'm looking at you guys. I don't know your financial situation. I don't know my neighbor's financial situation. Nobody knows. Well, I talk about mine, so you kind of know, but, (laughs) uh, but we look at people that have, you know, nicer things than us or, you know, bigger houses than us or nicer cars than us. And we just assume that they have more money than us, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the person with the, with the holes in their sweatshirt has way more money, you know, because maybe they're making better choices or, or don't care about the material thing. So, um, oh, I wish I remembered the quote, but it's, you know, stop going broke, trying to impress people who are broke, you know, just <laughs> because somebody looks like they have money doesn't mean they actually have money. Mm-hmm. So well, I, that's, and that's another thing. I mean, that's another pressure that we get from social media too. You know, it's, it's like, it's the bling on the weekends, you know, it's the, it's the, I mean, not so much now, but like, you know, it's the clubs and it's the cars and it's the look at this and look at that and stuff. I mean, and then, you know, we're competing on an emotional level with that. Um, we're, we're competing on an emotional level with that, which, which is, which is kind of weird too. We all like to sit back and go, well, I'm not competing, but the truth is, is we all are right. The truth is, is that, is that we all see that and we all, you know, have some like, and I don't blame it on us as individuals. I, I think it's, it, it's talking to our reptilian brain or it's talking to our, our, our a different part of our mindset, you know, but that's what it comes down to is a mindset, right? Yep. Right. Well, as humans, we want to be a part of something. And sometimes, you know, the flashy, pretty stuff is like, I want to be, a, that looks like fun. I want to be a part of that. And like, you know, maybe that's not the best decision for my life, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that again, going back to as simple as it sounds, just paying attention and knowing like, what are your goals? Not the goals of the person next to you, not the goals of the person on Instagram. What do you want? What makes you happy? What habits can you change and what can you do to make you happy? Because those people and those things you're seeing aren't paying your bills and they're not putting a smile on your face. One of my favorite quotes from the three years of, of the podcast that we've done was um, was Maddie Conrad. And Maddie, Maddie Conrad has a million great quotes, but but this one, this one I think about a lot. So I didn't know it struck me like it did, but I think about it a lot. And that's he says that um that success is judged from other from others' eyes. So he's he's seeking fulfillment, you know, because he's yes. never going to be successful because it's that that's somebody else. That's somebody else's a judgment of you. So he's looking for fulfillment. And and I don't know how that really works with the with the money conversation, but 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 it's more about you know, how can I be fulfilled as opposed to you know be looking looking well, absolutely. I made a post um last week about how I want to normalize the wealthy hairstylist. And I don't mean that as I want to make hairstylists rich. I mean it as I want the wealth, like I am not rich, 
but I feel wealthy. I'm in a place that I love. I have my family. I'm able to make choices and take more risk because of my financial situation. But it's a, it, exactly, it's more of a fulfillment, a wealth of, of happiness and wealth of making choices and having the option of making choices. And yeah. money can do that. <laughs> For me, it's contentment, right? Yes. It, it's being content. And if you're content, no matter what you have, whether you, you, you are rich or you're poor, and if you're content, you're happy. Right. right. So it's, it's that if you don't have that contentment and you're always striving because you want, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? It's nothing wrong with that at all. And you, you know, a lot of people are going to have that drive to get where they want to go. You know what I mean? But if you can find contentment in that, you're going to be happy. You know what I mean? But without the contentment, there's always something missing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think time magazine um, did an article years ago about the happiest places in the world and, and, and happiness was happiness seemed to be found in like the poorest, um, the poorest communities, you know, because now the only thing that has value now is is community and family and all that. And, and once again, getting back to that reptilian brain, I think that that's where, you know, that's where we find that contentment, you know, yeah. although we although we fight it all the time, you know, um, but that but that's where to, that's 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 where we find it. So anyway, I mean. I would love to create that within hair industry, right? We talked about it, you know, as we opened up, it's like, you know, we, we're trying to build this community to where, you know, we, we, uh, we can find that happiness within the community. Yeah. Minor plug. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. (laughs) I mean, my goal too, is I know for me, you know, when I started my financial journey, I was a very busy hairstylist and I thought that I couldn't get the things that I wanted because I picked being a hairstylist when actuality, it was my, my spending habits. You know, I kept thinking, well, if I made this much, which I don't know if I'll ever be able to make that everything would go away. But if I made that much, I would just continue to spend and I would continue to do, you know, things that weren't aligned with what I wanted in my, in my future. I mean, you know, the house that I live in is, is a big part of my story because I vividly remember driving through this neighborhood and saying, we should have went to college we screwed up, you know, and, and five years later, I'm in this neighborhood in this house. And it was like, wow, I, I'm still, I still get to do what I love. And, and I don't, you know, it it wasn't about making more money. It was about making better choices around my money. Absolutely. I want that for everybody. (laughs) The more money you make, the more expensive your, your toys are, the the more, you know what I mean? The more expensive your habits are. Exactly. So, you know, more money, more problems. (laughs) More money, more problems. It stays the same, right? You're on that trajectory of of where you were when you were making less. Here's a, Misty, here's a funny money story. Um, when uh, when when Tony, if you don't know, Tony and I grew up together and um, we've been friends, you know, from from from, you know, early in our high school. So um, we used to uh, me, Tony and Tony's cousin, Rusty, we used to hang out all the time right when we were young. So um, there was a t- <laughs> there was a time where uh, where we would go out every weekend, we'd go out every night and and there, there became a time where Rusty dropped off, you know, and we would we would t- we would, you know, we were totally like 20 year old or 19 year old peer pressure. Rusty, come on, man, don't be a punk. Come on. <laughs> hang out with us he's like sorry boys i gotta work and we're like 
man, you can work forever. Come hang out, come party with us, come whatever. So, uh, so, you know, this went on and then, you know, eventually Rusty, I mean, it's Tony's cousin, so he didn't drop out of our life, but, but essentially he dropped out of our life. Right. Well, you know, Rusty worked his tail off, you know, he was a welder's apprentice and then, you know, he, he started a welding company. And then from his welding company, he started like, you know, these big projects and, you know, he became this, uh, this, uh, this, this, uh, he, a businessman, you know, now he owns his own like steel company and owns his own welding company and all that kind of stuff. And now Rusty, when we're in our fifties, he's texting us all the time, like, Hey boys, come on. And play with us. <laughs> and play with us. And we're like, sorry, man, we got to work. It's one of my favorite stories. And one of my favorite true stories about, you know, he worked, he worked young, he worked early and, and, and it's paying dividends now, but you know, when you're 20, your, your motives are, are totally different. Well, his wasn't, you know, so yeah. He, he killed us. Yeah, truly. <laughs> he truly did. I think that's the hard part. You know, in your mid-20s, you don't think about the future. You know, you don't. I mean, I know for me, like, I never considered what I was doing then would affect my future. Sure. You know, and, and I really don't know. I mean, the people I'm seeing now that I'm coaching are, are you know, later 20s, early 30s. And I, I still don't know. You know, I'm hoping that the conversation gets out there so much that the younger, because, oh my gosh, could you imagine starting to save at like 18 or 19, like right out of school? Like I would have so much money, (laughs) Um, you know, but, but I don't know if it, it, you have to go through a little bit of struggle to, to realize it. I mean, you know, some people are very lucky where they grew up, where their parents taught them what to do you know, and, and they're making choices for their future early. But I would say the majority, that's not necessarily the case. Well, there's, a great, there's a great book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? About mm-hmm. how, yeah. how the rich dad teaches to spend money, to save money, and how the poor dad spends money. I remember growing up, because, you know, uh, and, and we've told my story on the podcast before, you know, we grew up really, really poor. But even like my mom, her sisters, everybody lived off of credit cards. I mean, I'm surprised how they were able to get credit cards, right? To the point where, you know, they had to declare bankruptcy uh, because they, you know, they couldn't, there's no way they could pay it off. But I was surprised how they were able to get all these credit cards. And um, even, I mean, her sisters, it it was crazy. It it was, you could see them ordering a million things off of QVC and Mm -hmm. it's just, wow. You know what I mean? But there's, you know, it, it, it was an addiction for my mom. You know yeah. what I mean? Thank God that she's able to, to, to recover from that. And, you know, now she lives with me and we take care of her, but uh, you know, she doesn't have those issues anymore, but you know, it was, uh, it was a struggle for her for such a long time. Because it made her feel good. It did. You know? If you're stressed <laughs> out and you buy these things, it, 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 you know, the emotional spending triggers, it's, it's exactly, it's, 100%. and like you said, there's more to it underneath, you know, it's not just about, you know, it, it, spending. It, 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 it's funny that you said that because um, uh, Tony's mom, she she never bought for herself. Yeah. You know, it was always gifts. She was always like, you, she would buy these like big things and she would give them all away. So, so it's not, it's actually, I can't imagine that psychology about when it came time to pay the piper and you're like, I literally have zero to show for this. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And I think she felt bad, you know, because I mean, we grew up, we literally had nothing. And I think that, played a huge role in that you know what i mean she she did she couldn't give us anything and then all of a sudden she found an avenue where she could give us things right so yeah you made me cry i'm gonna give jody a hug right let me ask you a question so growing up how did that affect when you got older how did that affect your relationship with money 
Oh, I, I, I didn't understand it. Um, I, when I got it, I spent it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I was able to get what I wanted because I didn't have anything growing up. And so I didn't have any understanding of, of money whatsoever. And it took, it took a long time for me to, you know, to, I, I remember when Scott was born and, you know, I was like, all right, I can't spend it here. Cause then I'm going to have anything to, 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 to put over here, you know what I mean? Into my, into the family. And so it just, it was a hard struggle to learn. I wish, you know, you were around when I was young, so I could take, take these courses, but uh, it, I didn't understand money whatsoever. Uh, it, it just, it, Corey and I, we've talked about that. You know what I mean? That, that's one thing it, we, it was later in life when we really truly understood what a value of a dollar is. Right. You know? Yeah. And the future dollar has more value than the today dollar. Yeah. Right. If you put yep. it away, you know, right. it's, uh, it, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah. I wish that, listen, I mean, I, I cannot sit here and say that I didn't hear this conversation when I was 20. I can't sit here and say when I was 20 years old that people weren't saying, put your money away, put your money away. And I, and just like Rusty, I'm like, nah, you got plenty of time for that. You know? So I wish, I wish there was a way that we could kind of like, you know, take those under 30 year olds and go, listen, this, this, this is the value of money, you know, or this is how to do it. I'm thankful that we had a, uh, we worked for a company that our um, owner uh, had a 401k. So, you know what I mean? So, and at the time he was matching it. So uh, I'm so thankful for that. Otherwise I wouldn't have, you know, because I had no clue what that was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, why are you going to take my money? I don't think so. Well, I challenge the the young 20 somethings that are listening right now. I challenge you, if you're listening to this and you're like, if you've made it this far and you, and you, you know, feel like, um, when you're more successful, you can get your money stuff together and that you don't have time now. You know, I challenge you to just start putting something aside. I don't care if it's $5 a day. I don't care if it's $20 a week, you know, whatever, just in a separate account and just start putting it there and not touching it and just watch it grow. Because I think that that is something that almost turns into a fun addiction as well, you know, because it's nice to see it grow. $27 and 40 cents a day is $10,000 a year. So to the, to the young person who thinks they can't afford certain things, start now because it adds up really quickly. Again, $27 a day is nothing. That's your Starbucks and your lunch. Yeah. Corey has a great story about Brian Nunez about that where he, uh, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't want to save at all. And then all of a sudden when he started saving, yeah, he didn't want to spend it. Yeah. He, yeah. He said, yeah, Brian Nunes said, um, he saved $30 a day. That was seven days a week, you know, $30 a day. Um, he goes as a hairdresser, you know, that's pretty, you know, for, for a busy hairdresser, that's pretty easy to do. Right. Um, and you know, you're going to spend that again on a cup of coffee and lunch now we're at 30 bucks. Right. So he put away $30 a, a day and, um, after a couple of years, he had a hundred grand in, and, and he, here's a good payoff for this. So he took that money and he took a year off of, of hairdressing. And you yep, know what he I did? just listened to his story. Yep. Yep. He traveled around the world with that money. And, and it was just, it, it's just what, what a great, that, that hundred thousand dollars has more value than anything, but he came back, he opened a couple of salons. He we still using that practice, still putting money away every single solitary day. That's his practice. And, and his great quote is that, um, it's, it's easier to spend money when you have none. 
Right. You have money, it's harder to spend money. And I think it's what you were saying is that now that fulfillment, that fulfillment that we're that we were talking about earlier, that fulfillment is what you have in the bank and watching that grow is your fulfillment, not 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 the not the pair of shoes that you didn't need. Exactly. Exactly. And now you see all the stuff in your closet and you know, you're like, oh, that money would be super helpful right now. <laughs> you know? exactly. My wife, she was uh watching it with it whatever the show to minimalize. And now my closet is uh I got this little space. Yeah. (laughs) Have you worn this in six months? It's like, I don't think so. All right, gone. Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you joy? Exactly. That's what she said. Like, (laughs) uh, not really. All right, gone. Literally have But it is interesting when you start paying attention to your money, you start thinking like that. You know, I mean, I know for my husband and I, we would only go out to nice restaurants because it wasn't worth it to go to a place that we just didn't know if it was going to be that good anymore. We would rather spend, you know, $150 on a meal than $30 on a crappy meal, you know? So you almost get to the point where you do, you value your money a lot more. You know, I'd I'd rather buy the thing that's going to last longer than having to buy the cheaper thing that, you know, is going to, I'm going to have to buy again in three months. And you actually end up spending more money, you know, on, on the cheaper thing. So it, it's interesting the things that happen when you start to get your financial shit together because it's things you don't expect. Yeah. That's really good. I like that. I, this was a, this has been a great conversation. I do. I do like this conversation. <laughs> I, I, it, it let all these little fires back. Up. I know, right? Uh, it, totally, it totally did. It totally, I like what you said too. Like you'd rather have a better meal. I mean, because now you're paying for that experience and that again, experience has, has a different value to you. Um, but you know, you, you need to, you need to not have, you know, three or four $30 meals so you can do the, do the big one. And, and really exactly. Exactly. I'm a huge Lululemon freak. Like I love Lulu. And, um, I mean, I have a pair of $99 leggings that I've had for seven years that look brand new. You know, I could have been buying $25 ones every, you know, six months, and it would have been way more than these leggings that seemed so expensive at the time. So it's, it's little things like that, that I think everyone thinks of like big numbers when they think of, you know, um, where they need to cut things. And yes, sometimes that is the case, but sometimes the, the biggest thing can happen by taking the small numbers and doing the math. I got one for you. <laughs> when you go to Mexican, you know how they offer the big beer? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have the small beer. One day, I'm, I'm that person. One day I did the math on it. The big beer is actually more expensive. You think that you're getting more for your money, but you're not. <laughs> so like little stuff like that, you'll start noticing. And, and it's it's interesting. <laughs> you know what's surprising about that too, Misty? And, and I think I want to say I saw a TikTok about this, but like sometimes the larger cups are the same exact volume as the smaller yes. ones. And you've paid like, you know, double for the bigger cups, but you're literally only paying for the glass because they're usually they're like taller and a little thinner. And the glass width is a little thicker. Like always be concerned when you go to pick up a mug and it's a little bit it's the, the it's a it's a thick mug because you're like exactly. well, wait a sec. yeah exactly then, it, then you could get rid of your gym membership and just <laughs> <laughs> exactly hey misty what about um what about some of the new apps that are out i think uh, uh ashton kutcher um promotes one called Eggcorn, and and it, it's like a savings account. do you know about this mm-hmm. it's like a savings account where you spend do you know anything about these i do not i don't know a whole lot about those i know people who use them and like mm-hmm. them i think they like round up the amount you spend and put it into another account or something like that. Yeah, Is that so. right? Yeah. 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 It's That's... a great way to start. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that you just have to acknowledge what's happening. If you're up at night worrying about finances and you keep 
telling yourself, you know, things like, if I make this much money, then things will change. Or, you know, if I fill my books more, this will change or whatever. Like it's take a look at what's happening, you know, really like look at your numbers, you know, how just, just see what's going on and acknowledge what's going on because that is the start. You know, that's when you can really just look at your situation with open eyes and not just think you need more um, and just start changing your daily habits. So if our listeners want to, to find you and, and, and learn more about everything that you, that you've given us today, how can, how can they find you? I'm on Instagram underscore Misty Jane underscore with a Y in the J. <laughs> um, and I have a podcast, um, Backroom Beauty Talks, and that one, there's a little bit of money talk, but really I'm just talking to people in the industry. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I pretty much live on Instagram. I wanted to say this in the beginning of the podcast and I, I didn't until she just said her name again. You know, like yesterday we, we, we interviewed Mariah, right? She was the godmother. Missy Jane's the outlaw. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that just sounds like Bonnie and Clyde. Oh yeah, Misty Jane. You know, like My mom outlaw. would be so proud. <laughs> mom, listen in. That's awesome, Missy Jane. Dude, first and foremost, um, congratulations on the podcast. But um, but but more so, just just thanks for the friendship over the over the years, and 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 you know we appreciate. We, we appreciate what you're bringing to the industry and, and appreciate. Um, you know, just Thank you so much for yeah. what you're doing for the industry. Absolutely. I feel exactly the same about you guys. So oh, y'all sparked something in me two years ago and it's cool to see it flourish now. Well, so, dude, so now I'm blushing, man. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're big fans of you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Miss Misty Jane, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease.